Michael, you're gonna have to come out now. Who are you? Come, come out with your hands up. Bring no. out the hostages. Hey, hey, you you tell these people to put their movie tickets away. P put their movie tickets away. I'm gonna spoil them. I'll spoil them. Don't you do that, Mike. I'll spoil them. Cinema! 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 No. The following you podcast contains spoilers for a dog day afternoon. You have been warned. Hello? Hello? It's a banana. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFI News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Gusto. Hello! Hmm, howdy do, my friend. I do D well. How do do you? Oh, I, I did just do D, but I'm also do Ding. You know, well. Glenn, I love you, but we don't need to share everything with each other. You take that back right now, you son of a bitch. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, did you happen to watch any movies while you were dutying? Uh, Believe it or not, this week was kind of lighter than normal. <gasps> um, It was kind of a light week. Um, I did watch one that wasn't like our normal thing. I didn't listen to that podcast nearly as much. I kind of just was a potato, not it at the desk this whole kind of week for once it's pretty pretty almost nice um but the one movie i did watch that wasn't on our little catalog was conan the barbarian yes yeah, so i had to i had to rewatch that uh i don't know why i just had a little hankering for some arnold it's been an arnold year this little 2023 that we've had for uh, you maybe for I don't, we've watched a few i feel like or yeah, at least we've, I, we've talked about them a lot we've talked about them a lot i feel like i've only watched maybe three tops uh i mean that's uh, still a pretty good i mean when i've watched 20 ingmar bergman movies this year that doesn't yeah, feel like that everything much. else is uh, veiled by that <laughs> exactly um so i i did rewatch that um i enjoyed it i really enjoyed the world building of conan the barbarian it has unfortunately aged uh, so much that it feels more like a 70s movie than it does anywhere in 80s, but it is early mm. 80s, so that got that, at least it's got that going for it. Um, and I was talking to you the other day about, oh, man, we should do a little thing about, like, uh, fucking uh, remakes that should deserve to actually be remade, and then you brought it to my attention that that, what was it, 2011? 2011 Conan Barbarian? Or Conan yeah. was a thing? And I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah. I didn't see it, but uh, anyway... Uh, moving on from that, we did end up watching Old Boy this week instead of uh, instead of Blue Beetle, which I mean I, I might still get around to it eventually, but uh, I'm in no I rush mean, to go see Blue Beetle. Depending on what comes out this week, we might watch it this week. That that is true. It's either yeah. that or Gran Turismo, which mm -hmm. I've also been hearing uh, weird things about that. So yeah. who the fuck knows? <laughs> so yeah. we could be seeing Blue Beetle, but we did see Old Boy, which is a classic. It was uh, at at the theaters. God damn, what a movie. If you don't know about Old Boy, dear Lord, is that the twist of so many amount of fates? Um, yeah. Which, you know, we can get into unless you want to watch it yourselves, which you should actually do. Uh, yeah. But after that, of course, I watched Dog Day Afternoon, which is the last of my little movie scursion that yes. I've done. Mike? Mike? Yes? 
What have you been up to? Uh, I had a pretty light week myself, actually. Mm. Excuse me. Oh, Are you man. okay? I just chugged a soda before this, which was a horrible Ooh. idea, so I apologize. Um, I only watched four movies, which is light, a light week for me. Yeah. Uh, the first one I watched was Landscape with Invisible Hand. Uh, it's a movie mm. that... Uh, it's an independent movie about, like, aliens living kind of as, like, corporate or overlords of humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and goddamn, if this isn't a huge uh, allegory for class differences, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I I I really liked it. Uh, it is kind of weird at times, which is why I didn't love it. But I I thought it was really well made. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really solid movie. I, I highly suggest people check that out. Uh, really. If you're an artist, it's gonna make you hurt. It's gonna make you hurt so bad. Um, yeah, I won't get into any more. <laughs> Just go then, watch it and feel their yeah, hurt. Yeah, go watch. Yeah, with you, uh, we watched Old Boy. We were gonna do a review for it, but afterwards we were like, let's just let's just let it happen. Let's just take that in. Let's just. <laughs> which we've is, seen it before, but let's just experience it. Which is such um, a movie to experience. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, you kind of just want to experience something and without having to think about what to say. Yeah. Uh, it was so really good seeing it in theaters. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I had to fight some people, but mm. uh, not really. They were just... Yeah, the, f- I, the I, fisticuffs I in the form of words. I to be quiet way too far into the movie. Uh, but they, to their credit, were relatively quiet after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, old boy, fantastic film. Highly suggest yeah. people check that out. If it's still in theaters, go see it in theaters. Uh, then I watched Dog Day Afternoon, which we're going to get into in just a minute. And then last night, uh, I watched the newest of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series, which is The Girl in the Spider's Web. It's mm. the second American uh, film in that series. This one's with Claire Foy. Uh, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't love it. Uh, the The Swedish ones and, of course, the David Fincher one are so much better than this one is, but this one wasn't bad. Yeah. It's just comparing it to the rest of them. It's just like, why did they even bother? Uh, <laughs> so. Because it's uh, got a pretty good fan base. Yeah, it does have a So good why fan not? Uh, but uh, yeah, it was good. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have any problems with it. It just wasn't the Swedish or David Fincher one. Yeah. That's legitimately the only problem I had with it. Uh, but yeah. That, that one was pretty good. Uh, but that's all I watched, so without any further ado, let's get into Dog Day Afternoon. There's no money here. What are you doing in there? We got you completely by the balls. You don't believe me? I'm looking you right in the eye. I'm telling you, there's a way out of this thing. We got the hostages. We make the demands. We get a helicopter here. It lands on the roof and takes us to a jet. Get some people in there. Uh-huh. They're hungry. Can okay. you get some food for them? No problem. What do you want? What I owe you for this? No, no, no. I paid it. for that. It's no, I got it. I got it. Did, is there any special country you want to go to? Wyoming. I feel like that's the fastest we ever got through that. In a long time, it's the fastest. <laughs> God damn. 
Three amateur bank robbers plan to hold up a bank. A nice simple robbery. Walk in, take the money, and run. Unfortunately, the supposedly uncomplicated heist suddenly becomes a bizarre nightmare as everything that could go wrong does. Directed by Sidney Lamott. Lumet. We went over this. You act like I absorb knowledge and take it in. <laughs> what am I, a sexy sponge? Yes. Uh, written by Frank Pearson, P.F. Kluge. Um, I'm pretty sure I said that the same way as well. Thomas yeah. Moore. Uh, it stars Al Pacino, uh, John Cazale, Penelope Allen, uh, Sully Boyer, uh, Carol Kane, uh, Beulah Garrick, Sandra Kazan, uh, Marcia Jean Kurtz, or Jean, uh, Amy Levitt, and uh, John Marriott. Don't forget you know? Charles Durning. Fuck. Charles Durning, he's in yeah. there too. Play, you... Plays Papi oh, O'Daniel and her brother, where art thou? Lance Henriksen. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon's first husband, Chris Sarandon, who was also the voice of Jack Skellington. God damn, there's so many people in this yeah. little film that no one knows about. <coughs> so, Dog Day Afternoon has been on my list for a very long time, mainly because I know a lot of it is just Al Pacino's, uh, one of his best performances, uh, obviously besides, you know, Godfather and all mm -hmm. that. Um, but this was like, when I was deep into his movies, what was it, 2021 or some shit like that, when I started watching all of his movies. Um, yeah, something like that. It, they, that one just decided not to be on any streaming platforms. So like all of the other ones, I got I got most of them. I at least watched five of them, I think. All the other ones, I had to switch through the platforms, and this one was just like, not ah, sayonara, pal, and then just dipped out. But finally, it ended up on the good old Criterion channel, the Lord and Savior, Jeebus Christ. <laughs> I love it so much. Jesus Criterion channel Christ. Yeah. All hail, you know? That, well, that's actually don't, don't, what? <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, holy shit. It kind of yeah. opens really quick, and I'm pretty hype about that. Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect from this movie. I, like, I've seen snippets of things, especially like the, uh, you know, Attica, Attica stuff and all that. Yeah. And just like him pacing throughout the bank. But I've never seen fully uh, what the extent of the movie is. Um, and it, it opens, and it kind of gets into it really fast within, what, yeah. like 10, 10 minutes? And uh, I'm down for that. I would say even like three or four minutes, like because if you're including before they pull out guns, uh, because like the first uh, more, three, or more of when the cops show up. I oh, wasn't expecting yeah. how fast they showed up. Yeah, I mean the the bank heist itself starts within the first three or four minutes. Yep, uh, and then the, yeah, you're right. The cops show up around the ten minute mark. Um, that, like probably, I'm, I'm if, guessing if if that. I didn't I didn't have a stopwatch saying all right, yeah. what are these fucking guys getting there? <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it opened up quick and I was kind of, uh, I was very happy with that because it didn't, didn't, you know, hold back anything. It didn't try to do like any crazy, you know, uh, character development on anybody like for you trying to get into his, uh, feet, yeah. not, not his shoes, just his strip, just steal those bastards, take them. Um, it didn't, it just jumped right into it and you developed as it went and you got to understand who he was as you were mm -hmm. going, which was pretty swell yeah 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 um it it really is just from beginning to end an electric movie mm -hmm. uh to the point where there's like they the filmmaker did uh felt that it didn't need a score yeah. like 
all the music in it is is practical like it's on the radio or on the tv or whatever uh and um and the rest of it's just silent and just atmospheric noise and everything mm-hmm. and it immerses you in the story so quickly because of that uh the the craziest thing about this to me is that it um was made only three years or it was released only three years after the actual heist happened speaking of um, i didn't even know that it was a real thing <laughs> i told you that so many times and then it was at the beginning you of the act movie. like i'm a sexy sponge <laughs> you are a sexy sponge don't don't you let anyone else tell you otherwise I, if only we could tell myself yeah. to not make myself feel bad. SpongeBob Square Thong is what they call you. Oh, sweet uh, God, and I'm riding up that ass. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, yeah, sir. I, I had I had watched this before. Uh, hmm. I had, actually that would have been a good thing to look up when the first time I watched it because I think I watched it when I after I started keeping track of when I watch everything, um, and I. Until I started watching the movie, I forgot how it ended. And then mm-hmm. maybe 15 minutes into the movie, I remembered how it ended. And I was just like, I was just transported back into how devastated I was. Because, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the first time I watched it, I watched it the first year that I watched uh, uh, 365 movies in the year, 2015. God damn. Uh, I watched it in January of that year, so pretty early on. Oh, really, um, really early. But it, it uh, Words? it's... Because they, they do such a good job, even though you only are following these people, uh, you know, Sal, Sonny, the bankers, you're only following them through one day. Mm-hmm. And it does a really good job at regardless of how you feel about robbery, making you feel for Sonny and Sal. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, they're likable characters, whether you should like them or not. Um, and especially under today's lens where, you know, being a member of the LGBTQ uh, community is not as big of a issue as it was back then. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and it, it's just the, the thing that is the most devastating about it is that everything about the reasons why he's robbing the bank are still problems today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, obviously, like uh, people not being paid enough. He kept mentioning how the bank tellers only made so much money, which is why they were kind of on his side, even though they were victims in this yeah. scenario. Um, uh, even the bank manager was like, I don't make enough to be a hero. Like, hey, Listen, man, I, I make salary. I'm not, yeah, yeah. not trying to go nuts. Um, and, and then, of course, like the whole idea of like police brutality is how every single time he was out there they pulled a gun on him yeah uh, everyone pulled guns on him even though he was unarmed all 250 um, police officers yeah yeah like talk about excessive yeah uh, and and of course they they the famous scene where he shouts attica over and over again mm-hmm. uh is is based on the prison riot where uh in attica uh of course <laughs> where the the force among police officers was so much that I think it was like 34 uh, people in total died, nine of which were prison guards, and every single person with the exception of two inmates were killed by guards, including the nine guards that were killed. They were killed by other guards. Like, that's how excessive the brutality was, is that guards killed their own just in the chaos of everything. If that doesn't uh, show you excessive force, I don't know what will. 
When did uh, that happen? In 71, I want to say. Oh, so it was like right. a year before. Uh, well, that that part sense. was actually, um, I think it was ad-libbed by... It was. By, yeah, uh, Pacino. Pa- so it wasn't Pacino. Really, but, he, gave, uh, he gave credit to somebody for the idea yeah. to say it. Okay, so, so I, I, I was wrong. Ten correctional officers were killed, nine of which were killed by correctional officers. So only one <laughs> correctional Christ. officer was killed by an inmate. The rest were killed by their own. You know, despite um, uniforms, everybody just kind of blends together when you're in a bloody rage, I guess. Not that much. <laughs> no, definitely not that much. I, I mean, it, it should also be, you know, organized enough where that's not going to become an issue. Uh, I'll tell you what, it was after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, salut, brother. Uh, thank you. Yes. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> mm, back for seconds. Death comes to us all. <laughs> um, but I, I the 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 whole idea of, like, the hopelessness that he was feeling, even though, like, the reason he was robbing the bank was to pay for his, um, his wife's, uh, sex change, his, his second wife's sex change. Yeah. Um, that the, uh, it still showed that, like, there was a reason, like, uh, uh, he, he couldn't get a job because, um, I forget what was the reason he said they, that he can't get a job that it's like requires experience. He didn't, he didn't have a union. Oh yeah, uh, there was no license. union. Which which I think unions are better now because you can unions get a job much much better now. You can get a job without being in a union, but you have to pay union dues once you're in that job. Yep, is is how it is now. That's that's uh, how UPS was. I, I, yeah, at least a lot of I I'm not uh you know an expert on all unions, but like SAG-AFTRA, the WGA, DGA, PGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much all the industry unions, UPS is like that. I'm assuming Starbucks is like that because otherwise no one's going to work at Starbucks. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, so it uh, it's just the whole idea that like it's difficult to get a job. This is the only way he thought he could make money. Uh, and he didn't want to be a bank teller, even though he had being experience being a bank teller because they don't get paid enough. Mm-hmm. I can tell you from experience that that is 100% true, even today. <laughs> They don't get paid enough. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, just this gave me flashbacks of working in a bank. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I forgot you worked there for a while. You were I've there had, for a minute too. I I was I worked at two banks. The first one mm-hmm. I only worked at for four months because I knew after a week that I was going crazy. Yeah. Just being there, so I was like, I need to look for another one. The second one. Uh, I didn't have the luxury of taking a part-time job instead of a full-time job, so I had to stay there longer. Mm. Uh, but I was pretty much two months in looking for a different job uh, and stayed there for 10 months total. Yeah. Um, but I've had friends tell me that like, when I worked at a bank that I was like massively depressed. <laughs> like, like I, had, I was not able to hide how depressed I was at all to any of my friends. Yeah. Because uh, working at a bank is horrible and... Uh, sales just make it shitty um but yeah i i absolutely love this movie i was glad that we uh i was able to rewatch it because you picked it mm-hmm. uh and it is honestly uh, i liked it a lot more this time i don't know how but i think it was just because i was watching it like analytically but it well, is you also f- weren't uh, to be fair you watched it very early in the 365 but you weren't cranking 365 movies yeah. out for well, that the year. Well, fir- in January of, of 2015, I watched 45 movies, so I watched <laughs> more than one a day. 
Yeah. So it was like I watched a lot in the first first month, and then yeah, it's kind of sit there down. and relax on, it, especially since you had a lighter week too. Yeah. I'm sure you were like, oh, bless Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Thank you, but, Lord. Yeah. Al Pacino's great in it. Um, anytime I see John Cazale in a movie, it makes me miss him. And the fact that we lost him so young, I think he was like 45 when he died from mm-hmm. cancer. 42. Three, three years after this, yeah. I think. Like he only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies to his name before Jesus. he passed away. Um, at, well, two or three were Godfather, right? One part one and part two were Godfather, and then the Godfather saga, which I'm pretty sure was just the Godfather one and two split up into four episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, really, he was in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies. Um, he was in Deer Hunter too. That's a yeah. banger one to go out on. Yeah. Did you see Deer Hunter? Not yet. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, we will have to watch that. But like, he he's such a great actor in everything he's in. Uh, I mean, like, Fredo Corleone is one of the, the most uh, <laughs> iconic characters. Um, I mean, that catalog on its own is, that's. I mean, that's saying something. That's a great catalog for somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, the only reason that he stopped acting is because he had cancer and then ended up dying from the cancer. Uh, but, like... Ironically, I, from lung cancer, which his character in this movie didn't want to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that if he had not died, he would be mentioned in the same breath as, like, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Yeah. Because he's fantastic. And probably the only run, reason he didn't get leading roles is because of his hairline. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason he had, he, he was balding. Well, he uh, definitely... Which, uh, which isn't a problem, of course. It's just, you know, especially back then, uh, movie movie execs were shallow about shit like that. Well, he was luckily he was definitely getting recommendations from Pacino and those guys. So yeah, it kind of balanced in a way. Absolutely, it's it's majorly why I don't get the same roles because my hairline, yeah, not because of my skill and talent, which I don't have. Yeah, all because I'm a sexy sponge. You are a very sexy sponge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this movie was kind of something else. I'm seeing right now that it's eight point oh out of ten on IMDb, and that's. Kind of crazy because I, I feel like it. I, I imagined that it would be a little higher, I assume. Because I wouldn't of how much be surprised. It's talked if, about. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little lower because of the LGBTQ uh, like, plot line. Because, like, even though it's very. people not liking it because of that? Um, people who are homophobic are stupid fucking idiots. Uh, it's, and it's so it holds up very strongly to today. Like you I were mean, saying there's, earlier, there's two thousand votes at one star. If that doesn't scream yeah. uh, LGBTQ or uh, homophobic asshole, I don't know what does. Jesus, how do you? Um, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Let's like, see how many of those are United States. Oh, actually, seven hundred. So you know, no big deal. It's just yeah. almost a third. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's a fantastic film uh it's i I, it's scary how relevant it still is today Mm -hmm. um and that not just because it's like based on a true story but it's uh it's it's just from start from beginning to end it is just an electric film like it it, there's really no breathing room yeah and like um I, honestly, if you did try it, not that they should, if they did try to kind of remake it today, like the only thing that would change is just like the technology. Everything else about it is just 
human, just human emotions between people, like just yeah. com- compassion, all of that stuff. And fucking Pacino kills it with the compassion and all the cast around him. The just you know the women once they, uh, they I mean everybody, all the bank employees once they start kind of learning that you know this guy's not actually out there to hurt them. He's just trying to mosey this along so he can get out and then pay for his wife's uh surgery and they they just they don't even like they're not frightened by him anymore they know they're not going to hurt him he's trying to feed them he's trying to you know get them uh if they're getting sick or you know uh overwhelmed he's trying to get them out of there he's like there for their well-being because he put them into that predicament and doesn't want to yeah so he he's great at this and just for compassion alone and just everyone around him supports him very well well, I think personally speaking, uh, that the, I mean, obviously the it, within the movie the villains are the police and FBI, because um, you kind of want them to get away, even though you're, they're probably not going to. But yeah. like, I don't know if this would happen today. I don't know what protocol is for. Uh, oh, I gotta. I, f- I feel like. This this would happen way differently today. Yeah, um, because I, just, I mean specifically like the ending. Like I don't know if today if they would shoot someone in the head with a bunch of hostages around them, unless that person was like an immediate threat, which it was obvious that Sal was not an immediate threat. Yeah, they were they were um, trying to paint him more of the threat than they were Sonny. Yeah, but he was just kind of stupid it, and like Yeah. Like when he told Sonny that he was ready to kill people, you could tell that he didn't really believe it. And yeah. I mean, I I like to think that he didn't believe it. But like he he just kind of find out he's a good Christian boy. Yeah. I uh, he, he just kind of seemed simple. I mean, the fact that he said that he wanted to go to Wyoming. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like that's the country he wanted to go to. Uh, you kind of just see that he's kind of simple and maybe like overly loyal to Sonny. Yeah. Um, and so, so while he was painted as the more aggressive one, I don't know if I necessarily believed that it was true. I don't know what Sidney Lumet's uh, in- intention was with that, but I, I, I thought that it was absolutely just heartbreaking that he I mean, he did. He did die in real life. I don't know what the real Sal was like either, because yeah. this is a fictionalized version of the story. They um, it did say that the the true the true story itself was so very over the top that they they just had to like tone it down big time. Yeah. I can only imagine what the real story is like if they had to tone it down in such a way. Like I, even, I'm sure there's a documentary about it. I'd have to even check that the out. Uh, they they said they didn't want to use the actual like Sonny and uh, Leon's like wedding stuff because it was so over the top. So I'm, I'm curious what that, that means as far as being over the top. Like were they just so extravagant that it would have just been so out of character for the characters they made in this? Maybe. Um, and I, don't, I can only imagine Sal, poor Sal, dude. <laughs> he yeah. got fucking shit on. Yeah. Uh, there is, there's like points where like you're, you're starting to, like, at first, when he's like, I'm ready to kill everybody, you're like, oh, I don't really like this guy right now because of what he just said. And then, like, as as it's going, he's like, um, fucking what's the word? He's just exasperating out a bunch of sweat. It's not exasperating, I know, but just he's just sweating so much because he's so nervous. He's, he just wants well, to... Well, they also cut off the AC. That, too. But, like, it's it, it was definitely a combination of, like, 
he his face alone was just fucking nervous. He just wanted to get out of this, and then obviously he's holding a gun to everybody, just kind of nervous about that. Mm. And then um, he's like, he's in the home stretch, and like he's just ah, <laughs> boom. Oh man. Oh, yeah. see well, it's I mean, it's honestly bad. to an extent. Obviously, it's their fault because they committed. But like, hundred percent, they did the wrong things and, for the and, right and reasons. But they still not, did the wrong thing. Do not go in. First of all, don't rob anything, mm-hmm. especially a bank. Uh, I legally have to tell you not to rob a bank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you find yourself in this situation. Mm-hmm. Just know that no police officer is going to let you go. Nope. Not at all. N- no matter what. Like, they... You're would... either going in dead or alive. Yes. Preferably alive, and so they their, don't have to look their like their the job bad guys. is to just lengthen the, the, the timeline so that you let more and more hostages go or they get a chance to escape. Or mm-hmm. they are able to come in and get you without killing any civilians. Yep. Um, so I should not have drank that soda during this. I'm sorry. Uh, so a little gassy fella. Yeah. yeah like the fact it's, it's heartbreaking to me that like someone like them would think that they would be able to get out of there. Cause that's not going to happen. Uh, like luckily they, they thought, I mean, not luckily. They thought they had the right intel. They didn't want to hurt anybody. They were going to be yeah. in and out in 10 minutes. If it had gone to plan, they probably could have gotten away with it, um, especially back then. Now it's significantly more uptight. Everybody's got cameras. Everybody's got everything. Yeah. You're, you're getting caught one way or another, no what matter you what. Sh- what you should do with a negotiator is negotiate the dropping of charges. <laughs> yeah. If you're a smart, like, they're not going to drop everything. Like, you're going to go to prison. Mm-hmm. But if you cooperate with them and instead of trying to negotiate an escape, negotiate uh, dropping of charges, you might get off pretty easily. <laughs> you're definitely not getting um, off, but you're getting off a little yeah, lighter. Yeah, yeah. Like, like um, they said, I mean, like it, what they said it was a felony and that uh, so it would be longer than five years. But like, who knows? You could. I, I think being able to negotiate your your sentence to be only five years is a lot more realistic than getting a a yeah. uh, a a. Uh, uh, playing to Algeria, so yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. But yeah. uh, I think I think their their thought process behind it was it looked like a smaller bank, like it was just kind of like a long, just like a, just a regular road. It didn't seem like some big World Bank or anything like that. Um, yeah. So like, I think it was kinda, a bigger bank in real life. Yeah, probably. But uh, where was I going? Oh, but um, Sorry. like it seemed like a like a smaller like set bank. So, mm-hmm. like, it didn't seem like it would have had that amount of danger. But I feel like, I mean, obviously, they, they fucked up. They fucked up pretty majorly. They got the wrong intel, yada, yada. And probably that guy that dropped them the intel kind of sabotaged them because those cops got there really fucking quick. So one way or another, yeah. they, they were screwed. But they, they had a plan to get in, get out, hurt no one. And just moosey on with their life. But, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it, it didn't go that way too well. Yeah. And for yeah. the better, I guess, because it quite made a movie, even though a real person died. So, sorry. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, Sal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I absolutely... This movie's kind of... There's not much to say about it, because it is essentially just one really long sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with that... Uh, 
it's it, it I think it shows a lot about humanity in desperate times mm-hmm. uh, and how you could argue that the tellers were uh, experiencing Stockholm syndrome. But in this, I would argue that it was more just people tired of being underpaid, understanding why someone would want to rob a bank. Yeah. Um, and and it's especially like when they were fairly certain that they weren't going to be hurt. Uh, it's so it's just like a fantastic movie overall with with from beginning to end. I, I don't know if I would change anything, really. There's um, nothing really to change. Yeah. Like, even, even like, the part that's kind of, like, hiccupy, but it's hiccupy in the best way, is, like, the improv. The improv yeah. is what makes it, because it feels like a real-life kind of, like, negotiation. When and, him and Moretti are just, like, yelling at each yeah, other. Yeah, like, even yeah. that specifically, and then just the whole movie feels like people are just fucking talking to each other, and, like, mm-hmm. a camera just happened to be, like, recorded. Yeah. Like, it, every, every interaction actually felt real, because people are going to stutter. People are going to... Yada yada. It's not going to be clean cut conversations with, you know, cuts back and forth. Like it's cameras swaying everything. Like it felt like a realistic type movie, yeah. and uh, that was that was that was really uh, nice to see yeah. in my my eyes. He uh, Sidney Lumet, the director. He's fantastic at uh, small films mm-hmm. um first of all he was born in philadelphia uh, woot, woot. <laughs> uh so he is one of ours mm-hmm. he'd be rooting on the phillies and the birds <laughs> and the flyers and all that uh but he uh he, he directed 12 angry men God which damn. is the best film to take place in one room ever made uh and so like to see that he was able to a relatively contained movie not as contained as 12 angry men because that's just a single room mm-hmm but you know it's it's the bank the street and then the last 10 10 5 10 minutes is like them going to the airport uh to to keep that electric and moving he was on the best choice to direct this i i don't know did he help write it i can't remember um yeah he didn't help write it so whoever chose him to be the director uh kick ass it. job man kick ass nailed it yeah exactly um but yeah i i think it's it's a fantastic film. Yeah. One of Al Pacino's best performances. I'm definitely not disappointed in the slightest. It exceeded yeah. the expectations, even though the expectations were already high mm-hmm. um, because everybody was boasting so hard about it. It was, it was a great film, great improvisation, great camera work, great story overall. Mm-hmm. I'm super curious about how the real story went because if it was so over the top that they had to dull it down. That's, that is insane. Yeah. I, I'm definitely going to be looking for a documentary about this. Mm-hmm. See if they released one, because um, it's, it's a fascinating story. I, I even remember thinking that when I first watched it back in 2015, but I had no time because I was watching a movie a day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm. I mean, if if I could have watched it, but you know. But also, times have passed. A it's bunch more movies to watch. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really have, have too much else to say. It's a fantastic film. Uh, from start to finish, there's not like a mo- a minute of fat that needs to be trimmed. It's just a solid, well-rounded film. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Got anything else? Uh, I think that's it for me as All well. All right. So that does it for our review of Dog Day Afternoon. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs mm. to be a unanimous decision whether or not goes to the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn picked this movie. So, Glenn. Oh. This is going the shelf. I must know. 
Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Because it definitely goes on the shelf. It's, uh, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, like I just said, it exceeded my expectations, even though they were already high. Um, definitely one of Pacino's best. Everybody was just gung-ho and great in this. So it's mm-hmm. hard to say no to something like that. And it holds up today, which is really hard to do for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, just with every single topic. So I would say, yeah. yes, it goes on the shelf. Yes. Mm. Uh, I would wholeheartedly disagree. Oh, you son of a bitch! I think it is horrible. It is the worst movie I've mm. ever seen. I'm one of the one the the two thousand <laughs> the people 2000 that did one star. Seven hundred in America. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Um, it more than anything, it makes me wish wish John Cazale was around to act in more stuff yeah um but it's still like i said one of al pacino's best performances uh it's it's electric through and through uh sydney lumet is from philly so you gotta give him some (laughs) points for that so yes it absolutely does go on the kfr shelf so the likes of apostle and handmaid and so dog day afternoon makes it on the kfr shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaid and that brings us to our assignment for next week mm. it is streaming roulette week oh we're on it baby get ready brother wow uh, <laughs> hogan yeah listen here brother uh so we spin the very real wheel that's the size of rhode island we spin it three times uh it lands on three different movies that need to be at least a year old mm-hmm. forget to mention that all the time and then we pick the one out of those three that we would like to watch the most. So, without any further ado, here comes the first spin. Watch out for the automobile! Uh, this looks like a weird mother fudging fudge stick. 1966. Yes. It's free on a lot of services, so that's nice to see. <laughs> uh, ooh, those are some Eastern European names for sure. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Uh, it is going to be on uh, Tubi and Freebie. And Amazon Prime and, and YouTube. Yes. Uh, a very good cop. Tr- that seems a little dubious. A very good <laughs> cop tries to catch a very insidious and extremely clever serial car thief. The bitter irony is that the thief is not very clever, absolutely not insidious, and a virtuous person and his friend. It's a comedy. That sounds fucking hilarious. Oh, my, my, God. my God. It is directed by Eldar Ryazanov, uh, written by Emil Braginsky. Uh, Eldar Raz- uh, Raz- Ryazanov, I apologize immediately for this, uh, is starring uh, Inkontie. Oh, my goodness. Smoke, <laughs> Smoke Tunovsky, uh, Oleg Efremov. This is how I feel with regular names. (laughs) Olga Aroseva. I have to know where this is from. Uh, USSR's. Okay, so probably like somewhere in the USSR. It doesn't say. What's the language? Oh my goodness. What movie is this? It's definitely Russian. Is it not? Well, I mean, it could be Russian, could be language Russian. Filming locations Ukraine, Odessa. Okay, so, well, it's Ukrainian. So, a country of origin, Soviet Union. Well, I mean, if it was made in the Ukraine, so, it is a Ukrainian movie just under Soviet Union. It's rule. hanging out there in that Especially direction. right now, Glenn, it is a Ukrainian film. We must not <laughs> confuse that. So that is Watch Out for the Automobile, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Honestly. Oh, wow. It looks a lot better than I thought it was going to. So without any further ado, here comes spin number two. Breaking the Waves, 1996. So this is going to be on HBO Max, also known as Max. 
Not to uh, me. As well as that is it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oil Man Jan is paralyzed. Oh my god, I just exited out of it. Excuse my Oil Man stupidity. Jan is paralyzed, is paralyzed in, an accident. in an accident. His wife, who prayed for his return, feels guilty even more when Jan urges her to have sex with another. Ooh. Uh, or it might be Jan. Could be Jan. Directed by Lars von Trier. Someone's going to be Jan. Uh, written by Lars von Trier, Peter Asmussen, and David Peary. Uh, starring Emily Watson, Stellan Skorsgård, uh, Katrin Cartledge, Jean-Marc Barr, uh, Udo Kier's in there, of course, as is always the case with uh, Lars von Trier movies. And that, again, is on HBO Max slash mm-hmm. Max, uh, 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Here comes spin number two three. In two hours, 40 minutes, basically. Ooh. Damn. Mm, mm, mm. Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain from 2021. So a documentary about Anthony Bourdain. This is going to be on HBO Max as well. A documentary about Anthony Bourdain and his career as a chef, writer, and host, revered and renowned for his authentic approach to food, culture, and travel. Directed by Morgan Neville, uh, starring Asia Argento, Anthony Bourdain. This is, of course, uh, archive footage. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ariane, Arian, I don't know how to pronounce it, Ariane, Ariana Bourdain, Christopher Bourdain, Octavia Bourdain, David (laughs) Chang is in there, David Cho is in there, Anderson Cooper's in there, Uh, a whole bunch of people. It's a documentary. Definitely a lot of celebrities are going to be in there. Emerald Lagasse, bam! Uh, (laughs) He's the guy that does that, right? Yeah, I think so. It's a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. So we have Rud, 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 Rud Runner. Road Runner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. That soda is fucking you up. <laughs> it really is. Breaking the waves and watch out for the automobile. God, this is uh, this is the first time in a long time that I would not mind watching all three of these. Yeah, it's been a minute. I, is this... I, I can't remember if this is the documentary that everybody's like so obsessed about. Because this is... Uh, I think it was came this, out shortly after he. he I was gonna say, was this a posthumous away. one? I think so. I forget when he uh, he went on. Um. <sighs> Why am I sneezing too? What is happening to me? Salut, man. Salut. Oh uh, yeah, he he died in 2018, so it was definitely posthumous. Um, just Damn, because of just because of the time of breaking the waves, I want to cut that out. Um. Yeah, and go with watch. Uh, watch out for the automobile or Roadrunner. I think I might still put that on the Letterboxd watch list. That uh, yeah, I'll never definitely get around to. <laughs> I I am also doing breaking that. the wind waves. Oh, well, I'm doing the other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down for either one, but I think I'm leaning more towards watch out for the automobile. I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh huh. Especially personally, I don't know that much about anthony bourdain um so i'm not that heavy to jump on the roadrunner documentary yeah um but i mean then again i I wouldn't be opposed to watching it but i think i'd rather uh have some fun and watch out for that automobile yeah i agree Современный культурный, я бы даже сказал, преступник нового типа. За год из одного района угнано четыре автомобиля. Три. Ну вот и вы уже слышали, да, три. Четвертый угнать не удалось, но скоро с этим будет покончено. Хищник, 
чует приманку, крадется, крадется. Теперь пойман. Yeah. So, the Ukrainian film mm-hmm. under the USSR, uh, Watch Out for the Automobile, uh, available on Freevee and Tubi. That is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch out for an automobile, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or a tree. George, George of the George, Jungle. George, George of the Jungle. 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 That's actually mm-hmm. what we're watching now. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.